Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Haskin Cast podcast. I am your host, Scott Haskin, and I have a wonderful guest coming back to the show today. She was here, uh, I think it was last year, to talk about the book that she had coming out in the middle of that. She's done film, she's done a bunch of stuff, uh, relocated. Uh, I mean, I've never seen someone as busy as her and still putting out such quality things. And she is back with a book that is about to come. Well, uh, actually, it's coming out today, the day that this episode airs. We'll have the links to where you can purchase it and you're going to want to purchase it because it's going to be a very, very good book. She's here to tell us all about it. And uh, before we get to that, I will just give you guys a quick update on what I have going on. I am now uh, beyond the 50% mark editing my trilogy and uh, hopefully that will go to the beta readers by the end of April. And then, uh, you know, we'll do the uh, the final review of it and the audiobook and all that good stuff. So I'm kind of targeting uh, June or July at this point to release the first book. And then, uh, you know, we'll see how uh, how the second one goes. But uh, I want everything kind of done, at least as far as the, the writing and the reviewing and all that before I start uh, releasing them. Because, you know, if I find something in the third book that makes this story just kind of change, then I might have to go back to the first book. You know, if I've already put the first book out there, well, then it's kind of too late to fix it. So that's the strategy there. And then once that goes off to the beta readers, I'll be jumping on the next album. And the next album will be uh, the uh, the time of year in the summertime is when I release an album of songs that I've previously written, but I've cleaned them up, put them in a, uh, you know, a new package and re-release them. A lot of these songs really, I mean, you know, I put them out there, but they never got heard. So it's it's uh, going to be nice to get those out in, in a new format. Of course, Kelly will be doing the designing of the graphics and Rebecca will be doing all the lettering. Uh, such a wonderful team. I'm so blessed to work with these guys. Uh, ladies, I should say. So blessed to be work with, working with these ladies. So I uh, had a great time talking to Diane, though, and let's just get right to that interview because I want you guys to learn about this book and I want you guys to go grab it while you're listening to the show. They've already hit a bestseller status and the book isn't even out yet. We actually recorded this a couple weeks in advance of the uh, the release of the show and it was already a bestseller well before the actual release of the book. Um, that's really weird to me, but it shows that people are interested in the content and that uh, that there's something that they're doing right in their marketing. So let's hear all about this wonderful book from Diane Dresback. Here is my interview with Diane. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited to welcome back a guest who has been on the show before. She has a brilliant new project that I think everyone should check out, and I think you're all going to be excited by it. My dear friend and fellow author and awesome person, Diane Dresback. Diane, how are you? Yay! Great, great. It's so good to have, to be back on your show, Scott. Thank and, you. Uh, I thank you for thank you for inviting me. You know, because of this new project that's going on. So uh, yes. it's good to be here. This is a, an awesome project. Now, when you were on the show before, though, you were in Texas. Now you have relocated back to Arizona, where we have a ton of mutual friends and fellow, you know, uh, entertainment professionals. Are you uh, are you all settled back into uh, life in Arizona now? Uh, absolutely. We're loving it. We've been back here since June and uh, we have a new granddaughter that we're enjoying. Yay! And uh, I know, I know it's wonderful. And um, 
three of our four adult children live here. So it's, it's really, really been fun. We've been a little restricted because of COVID and, you know, not being able to get together in big groups and stuff um, with like film people, but it's been wonderful to be back here. Uh, I just, I missed it so much being gone for six and a half years. Oh, sure. Has it really? Wow. It was that long. Yep. Um, Yep. I had a planned move right before uh, COVID started, I had, had set myself up to relocate in within Vegas. And uh, the actual move didn't happen until about three or four weeks after the COVID lockdown started. And for mm-hmm. me, it was kind of a terrifying experience because I started thinking about all these details. Like I'm going to rent a truck and be driving in it. That's not mine. I don't know who cleaned it. Um, I don't know the people that are coming to move my stuff. They're going to touch every box that I own. They're going to be moving it into an apartment that I don't know who cleaned. I mean, all these things started running through my head. What was the process like for you guys? That was, we were a little more into it, but it was still kind of new. Yes, it was. It was. We moved, actually left Texas on June 1st. And, um, you know, a, a week or two before and a week or two after, we ended up making three trips back and forth for for stuff because we got so entrenched there and had some things we needed to bring. And uh, it, I mean, you're in the big you're in the big truck going across the you know, going from Texas to Arizona. You have to spend a night in a hotel. You have to eat out. Um, so, yeah, we I mean, we were wearing our masks, but it was still even it was it was still kind of questionable back then, you know, there were still people walking around without masks and, and Texas is a little more laxed on that kind of stuff. So, uh, had lots of hand sanitizer. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, for sure. Was it difficult to find places to eat at that point? Um, no, no, there, there were places, there were places to eat. Um, but, uh, it, you know, there, there weren't as many people in there and stuff like that, but it was still pretty new. It, It, I mean, it, it was really new in March and April, um, but, uh, you know, we, we got here and we made all our trips. <laughs> yes, you did. Well, you know, and you're, but you're the kind of person that if there's a challenge, you're going to find a way through it. You don't seem to me to be the kind of person that says, um, that looks difficult. So let's completely rearrange our lives to accommodate that. You just <laughs> push through. Yep, we did. We were like, we get the chance to go back. It's like, we're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're you're back home with your family and your fellow, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure that you had a lot of great connections in Texas, but there's something mm-hmm. to be said for those people that you meet, especially in the beginning. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you've done enough uh, 48-hour film challenges and, and things <laughs> where you're working with people under pretty intense circumstances. And there's a bond that you build with those people that even if you don't see them for a long time, as soon as you see them, you're just like instant close again. Yep. Yep. That is true. That is true. And we just we just participated in the uh, the 48-hour challenge that A3F put on um, just a couple of weeks ago, actually. And uh, it, it was a one-shot so it could be up to the film could be up to two minutes and it was just one shot. And, uh, I put together a team of, there were six women and, uh, we did this, this film and we actually won, <laughs> which That's was right, really yeah. fun. Congratulations. I <laughs> was so excited that. when Thanks. I saw that and I saw that you, uh, teamed up with Sally Ann Francis. Yep. 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 And, and, uh, yeah, it was a great team. A couple of people I hadn't worked with before, which was you know, I love that with these challenges as you get the opportunity to, to work with somebody. And um, 
and yeah, it was, it was really fun. And it was nice to take my mind off of book stuff, which I've been focusing on for the last five months uh, and put it back on film for just a little bit. Well, you seem to be one of those people like me that has several things going at the same time. Do you feel like when you're, you're, you can get to those points where you're like, I need to stop and just do something, anything other than what I'm doing right now. And then you just end up bouncing to another project instead of doing anything else. Um, yes. I mean, I can focus, I can focus pretty for a pretty long time on, you know, what needs to be done. Um, so, but then it's really nice, like, it's really nice to, like I said, focus on something different for just a couple days. Uh, this morning I went for a walk and I'm thinking I'm going to, because I, I really haven't done too much creative work lately for writing because I've been just focused on this pre-launch of this other book. Uh, so I went for a walk and I'm like, I'm going to think about this prequel to the story that, you know, this novel that I have coming. And sure enough, if I put my mind to it and uh, and get out and get some, get some walking in, um, I got an idea for a story. So I'm like, okay, that's really cool. So of course uh, you did. Yeah, it's just, you know, but you have to set your mind to something, at least for me, at least for me. If I say I've got to I've got to think of this, I got to solve this problem. I got to, you know, make I got to come up with some solutions to this and that. Um, Usually it works. Not always, but a lot of times it does. So that's kind of cool. Well, and sometimes you get to a point where you have to put it down because you need to make decisions on how you want to move a project forward and you can't work on it. So, you know, getting away to do something else, like uh, clearing your mind by taking a walk or for me, just jumping mm-hmm. on another project. And then in the middle of that, I'll be like, oh, I know what I need to do. And I'll write it down and get to a stopping point and then go back to the other one. Um, yeah, it, 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 it is interesting how that happens. There's something just pops into your head when you're not really thinking about it. It's like, oh, there's a solution. <laughs> but don't you think that's kind of the key to it sometimes is there's times where you need to buckle down and just figure it out. And then there's other times where you need to let it go. And once you let it go, then your mind's like, okay, now that I'm not pushing myself, I can actually think in the background with some clarity. And then it comes to you. Uh, I totally agree with that. I have experienced that many, many times. So yes. And are you the kind, like if you have deadlines, do you tend to work better under pressure or when you just, just can kind of do things on your own scale? Um, I, I set, I usually, when I have deadlines, if I can, I set them earlier than when they're actually due. Um, I, I'm, I learned, I don't know why I learned this, but when I was back in college, I used to be late on everything. You know, I was always pushing the, the 11th hour trying to get something done. And somewhere in that time, I changed my mindset. And I said, I don't want to be late anymore. I always want to be early uh, in getting something done. And sure enough, I, I somehow I made that switch. And so if I can at all, if it's at all possible, I get things done early, even if they're not due for you know another couple of days or weeks or something. So I push myself to get done early, um, you know, to take the stress off of having to do it at the last minute. Although I will say that sometimes there are things I'm doing at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tend to do that same thing. And I'll just give you the example of I kind of push and push and push. And I don't go to bed until I really just can't see anything anymore, you know, where, where my eyes are just mm-hmm. having a hard time opening. And I started doing this thing where I would wake up and I would look at the alarm clock and I would calculate how much time I really had before I had to get up. And then I would I would set the alarm and go back to sleep. 
So that didn't work because I would wake up and I would do math. And then I would just be able to like recalculate and give myself another minute and another minute all the time. So I started changing the time on my clock to be completely wrong so that I would wake up and think it was later than it really was. And that would motivate me to get up (laughs) and that worked for a week. And then I started waking up and doing the math. I know that clock is 12 minutes early. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it only works for a few days yeah. doing that. I never yeah. ever conquered that. Yeah, I, I used to. Yeah, I used to do the same thing. I set my clock ten minutes, uh, you know, sooner than what it was, and um, and after a while, I'm like, oh, well, I know I got ten more minutes. So it never, it never really motivated. <laughs> exactly. But one of the yeah, one of the things that that helps me is that I can't go to bed unless I have a plan for the next day, um, and. Uh, so I always, um, you know, have that plan to start, okay, I got to do these five things tomorrow. Uh, and I, it's really hard for me to go to bed if I have something that, you know, I've got, like, if I have something on my mind, I'm thinking about something, thinking about something. If, if I don't get that out of my head, then I can't go to sleep because I'm, you know, constructing emails or, you know, whatever in my head. So, then I'll just get up in the middle of the night and do a, a voice recording of, of whatever the idea is, or I'll make notes or something. And then I can go to sleep. But unless I, you know, I, I can't go to bed with having stuff on my mind or I just can't go to sleep. So uh, I, so by having, so having my list of what's going to happen the next day, that helps too. Oh, for sure. And and it's interesting that you bring that up because that's actually a piece of advice I give to people quite often that that tell me that they have a hard time sleeping. When I ask them, they usually say, well, you know, I I think about what I have to do tomorrow. And I say, why don't you just write it down? If you write it down, you don't have to hold it in your brain anymore. Your your brain will go, okay, I know that's dealt with. I can let it go. Mm -hmm. And so I tend to keep a notebook and a pencil within very close reach of me in case I think of something I'll wake up in the middle of the night. Um, it, It really, for me and a lot of other people, seems to make a difference to just let that out of your head. But I Mm -hmm. also love what you say about just having that organization of, I need to have things ready to go for tomorrow so that I can just jump up and be productive when it's time. Right, right. Yep, yep. Now, do you feel that the deadlines that you set for yourself are reasonable or do you kind of push yourself into working maybe a little quicker than you should? Um. Well, because I like to get things done early, that that always gives me a little bit of play in it. If you know, if I need to, if I need to do something, I can push it without without freaking out. Mm-hmm. You know, so there was like one thing I needed to get uh, finished with this uh, with this book stuff, and um, I, I had some time, but I still wanted to get started on it. But I kept pushing it and pushing it, and but that's okay because I started early. Um, so. Uh, yeah, it, it's um, I did. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I forgot what the, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> I said, I said do, you, do you find that you set uh, too strict of deadlines for yourself sometimes? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but that was a great. That, I loved what you said, so it worked out. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes, sometimes I do. Um, I, you know, I always tease with my husband. I was like, oh, 
you know, the, the boss is all over me. I've got a really, really tough boss. I mean, she's like a slave driver <laughs> and which is me, <laughs> you know, it's like, no, I have to do this, you know? And he's like, well, you know, do you want to go, you know, do happy hour or whatever? It's like, no, I have to finish this first before we can go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty good at, I'm pretty good at staying on track with things, um, you know, and, and I'll put the deadline out there. And, and like I said, most of the time I'll stick with it. Um, I'm, I'm pretty disciplined with that. I think, um, you know, after so many years, if, if I didn't do that, then I, I would, nothing would get done, you know, cause there's always something else to do. Sure. <laughs> and, and everything is a choice. I mean, you know, we can choose to work on a project. We can choose to eat an extra meal, watch a television show, read a book. I mean, there's a million things we could do with any one moment in time. And mm-hmm. if you're really passionate about what you're doing, most of those moments are going to be dedicated to what you're passionate about. And I would say with the amount of things that you've done, uh, your monthly newsletter is exhausting to me. And I think I work hard. <laughs> you make me feel like I do nothing. <laughs> it's it's amazing oh, how much no. you do. Oh, you do a lot, Scott. You do a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know? um, I, I don't know. I, I just I have lots of ideas and and. Uh, you know, you never know. You never know when you're going to leave this planet or <laughs> so I'm like trying to get a lot of stuff. And I, I, you know, there's a lot of have a lot of ideas and stories and stuff. And I, you know, a lot of things that I want to do. And so if I don't push it, who who else is going to push it? You know, that's it. I feel like we're so limited in the time that we have here. And <laughs> the things that I do, I love doing. Otherwise, I wouldn't spend time working on them. Do you get people saying to you what they say to me is like, you need to take a vacation. You need to get away from this. And I'm like, I'm perfectly happy. I'm not having any creative blocks. I'm not, you know, I'm tired. But other than that, I mean, I'm not feeling, uh, you know, any negative energy around me. Um, Do you get people coming to you and saying things like that? Um, You know, it's funny because uh, I, I think balance is really, really important in your life. And even though I work a lot of hours, uh, I still make sure that I, I have the balance. So at a certain time, um, like on the weekends, I don't work as much on the weekends unless I have to. Uh, at least that's kind of the routine right now. I know that sometimes, you know, we're doing more film and stuff like that. You got to work on weekends. But for now, it, it's um, I try not to work as much on the weekends unless my husband sits down and, you know, wants to watch a movie or something. And I pull out my laptop and do some work, but I'm not, I don't have stuff really scheduled for the weekends because I think it's really important to do fun things and and rejuvenate and, um, you know, not work like consistently. So I'll work a lot during the week so I can, I can have a couple days just to downtime, um, and, and we love the lake, so we love going up to the lake, and that's the best place to just <laughs> go up there. You could just sit on the boat, look at the water, and and you can, you know, you just completely relax. At least we do, we do for sure. So I so I feel rejuvenated on that kind of stuff. Well, that's very important, and that makes sense because if you're taking time away on, on a regular basis, then you don't really feel like so overwhelmed that you need to stop for ten days and go take a cruise. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun, though. <laughs> well, except that, well, there's certainly nothing wrong with doing that. But there's a difference between I've pushed myself to the point that I feel like I'm going to crack versus, mm-hmm. you know what? I've got these, these projects are done. This one's at a good spot. I can take some time off and go do that. Yeah. Well, and, and I think I think also having this mindset of, um, you know, I'm going to work really hard here for like I told him, I said, look, I need to 
I'm, I'm going to be working a lot more hours for the next couple months because of this project, you know, this book project that, that uh, I'm working on. And, and so, I mean, he understands that, but I know it's not going to go on forever. So, um, and, and so I was up early, up late, you know, and, and it worked. I got, I got a lot of things done ahead of time. So I, so I wouldn't have to be doing as much and feel like I was pressured on a deadline. So, um, and I think you and I have done enough things to where we can plan intelligently to not put ourselves in those positions a lot of times. And most of the deadlines we set are self-imposed anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yep. Um, well, I, I think this new project that you have coming out, well, I should say, because on the day that this airs, it actually comes out uh, today on the 14th. But this yes. book, uh, From Us to You, is it just seems like such a magical project and such a brilliant idea. Can you tell us what it is and how you came to the idea of doing it and actually saying, OK, this is something I want to pursue? Sure, sure. So um, it's actually from us for you. Oh, I'm sorry. We... No, 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 that's okay. That's okay. What a great uh, podcast we... host I am. Get the title wrong. <laughs> well, hasn't, you know, hasn't come out. You haven't read it yet. So well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So last October, which uh, about five, six months ago, I, I, an idea that I had had previously came back up to me. And um, that was the idea of getting a group of people together to write a book together. And, um, you know, I've had the idea for a few years and I had it actually in Texas, but I wasn't sure about what the book would be, if it would be fiction or nonfiction. I, I just wasn't sure. I just knew that I, at some point I wanted to do a book with a lot of people. So when I was uh, sitting here in my my famous purple chair, my creative chair, um, it, last October, I, I started thinking about that idea again. And I thought, I'm going to reach out to about 15 women. I wanted it to be uh, all women writers. So I reached out to 15 people and I and I told them my idea. And my idea was for inspiring stories. You know, it's like so each person would share a story from their life. Uh, for something that was that was difficult or that they learned something, um, you know, they overcame something, you know, I, I left it really open for them. Mm-hmm. And then the idea is at the end um, or, you know, throughout, they share the lessons learned as well. And, uh, you know, to be uplifting and inspiring to other people that could be in a similar situation or just in a, you know, just a, it may not be exactly the same situation, but something that they were experiencing something similar. So, and the and the uh, net profits would be given to a nonprofit organization who uplifted women, and um, you know, were advocates for women's um, the things that women need and stuff. So, anyway, so I sent this email out to about fifteen people. And man, I got a response. It was so positive. Mm-hmm. You know, they email me back and, and they're like, oh, this is a great idea. I love this idea. I love this idea. Yes, I want to be involved. And so when I got, I, I had a few people that thought it was a really good idea, but the timing was was wrong. You know, they had a whole bunch of stuff going on and they weren't able to participate, but um but they still, some of them said, Hey, I know somebody that you could, you know, that you could include as well. So, 
that's how it started. And uh, I put together all the details and gave them the guidelines and all this stuff. And so the book has 25 women from, I think, about eight different states. And some of them I know, and some of them, you know, I've met them just because of the project. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm really excited about it. And um, uh, I'm glad that I made the decision to go ahead and do it. This is interesting because you didn't know. So these weren't all people you reached out to. Was it that you reached out to one person? They said, hey, you know who else might be really good is so-and-so. And that's how you connected with these other folks? Yes, yes. Most of the people I do know, I'd say I probably, I probably know, previously I knew like 20 of them. Um, but there were five of them, say, that, you know, I had not met before this project. But, yeah, but. Those people said, hey, you know, this person has a really good story. Um, and so she, she would do an introduction and then I would meet that person. And in fact, one of them then referred somebody else. And uh, so the stories are really powerful and they're very, very different, which I love because we're all different and we all have different experiences. So they don't they're not focused around one theme like the theme of health, even though there are stories and there where people have had, you know, really, really difficult health situations. Um, and some of them are journeys, you know, this is kind of, this is how my life started and this is where I ended up. And um, other ones are just situations that happened to them um, that, that they were able to overcome. So uh, when in working with my editor, Teresa Young, I said to her, I said, okay, these are all going to be, you're going to get 25 different styles, 25, you know, they're going to be written differently. Some of these, some of these women are already writers and authors, uh, and some of them have never written like this before. And, and I said, so, you know, keep that in mind. I want to keep that. I want to preserve that uniqueness to these stories. And uh, she did a great job with it. And, yeah, so they're all they're all different. So I wanted their I wanted those voices to come through. I wanted those unique voices to come through and not sound all generic, you know. Right. And the other thing too is that even if they were all telling similar stories, everybody's got a different method of, you know, assessing what's going on, how to handle what's going on, what they actually did versus what they thought they should do. Uh, every story would be completely unique anyway, but I love that it's more of a variety than even that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, it's very powerful. I mean, and um, and we've been doing a, a lot of uh, promotion. Um, the book, right? The book uh, had a 30-day pre-sale, pre-order. I'm sorry, pre-order. And so during, we did this really active six-week pre-launch campaign on social media. So that's probably where you're seeing a lot of stuff. Um, and um, which has been wonderful because a lot of these women are able to share little bits and pieces of their, of their story and who they are. And it's so, it's so rewarding for me to put them on, you know, to, to get them some, some attention about who they are and the message that they're trying to get across. It's been awesome. I mean, honestly, it's been a wonderful experience. Well, I think it's it's such a huge thing when when anybody comes to you and says, I want you to open up and tell me about you. I mean, we live in this world where people are judged more by accomplishment 
or anything they've done wrong and not supported <laughs> for just surviving something or just getting through a day sometimes, which can be tough. Uh, I love the idea of celebrating these people for getting through what they have and just even to the point of just opening up and being willing to talk about it because a lot of people, you know, we have to, we have to Photoshop everything, right? We have to smooth out all the wrinkles and pretend that our lives are perfect mm. because that's what we expect people to see. I love mm -hmm. that it's more raw than that. Mm -hmm. Oh, it definitely is. It definitely is. Some of these stories are, some of these stories are heartbreaking, really. I mean, they're very, they're very, uh, they're very raw and they're very surreal. Um, and, um, and, you know, we've been inter interviewing all of them as well. And uh, we recorded some Zoom interviews with each of the 25 authors. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, whew, some of them are, are pretty, uh, pretty intense. Um, and then, you know, and then there are other stories, too. I don't want to make it sound like it's like, you know, I mean, there, like I said, there are some stories that are focused on in really uh, kind of horrific situations. And then there are other stories that people just over over time, they realize that they're not happy doing something and then they're seeking something else. Um, and so it, there's such a variety in there. Yeah, I think that the initial perception would probably be here's 25 people who have seen some pretty horrible things and how they how they got over it. You know, just mm -hmm. whenever you see a bunch of people in a, in a, a book that that kind of just, uh, you know, encompasses a bunch of people writing their own individual stories, I think that would be the first thing that that would come to my mind. And what I happened to see was that you had presented it in a way that really explained it much better than that. But I, I just love the idea of getting these people together, really getting them to open up and be honest. I would imagine that was probably the hardest part for them was not just being honest in the writing, but being honest with themselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it, 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 it's been uh, I've had a handful of people that, first of all, just writing in this way. They've never been invited to write like this. You know, they haven't written in this way. Uh, and to share something very, very personal. And uh, I've had more than one person that have said that this is this is kind of spurred on an idea of maybe they should continue writing. Mm. Maybe they should write a book. Maybe you know they can they can continue to communicate uh, in this manner um, to share more stories and stuff like that. And they just want to be able to touch people in a way that that is meaningful. And, uh, you know, I start getting all the goosebumps and everything, you know, when I, when I, when I experience that and I hear that and I just think that is so awesome because some people said that they would not have done this if I wouldn't have asked them. And that, you know, it's not really about me. It, it's just like, Oh, I happen to be the one that, you know, that, that invited them. And then they, and then they took on the challenge. So good for them. So, well, I, it's something that I've always felt that people should just kind of do anyway, but we tend to get caught up more in the day to day of life. And a lot of times we don't want to face the things that have happened to us. We, uh, we want to pretend that we've handled things better than we have, or that things weren't as bad as they were, and we don't dig into them as much. So I love yes. the idea of, of just, you know, whether it's journaling or really just kind of digging deep into something, because you're not going to discover as much if you don't ask those questions of yourself. So I think this is maybe something that should be rolled into an exercise for people to be encouraged to do on their own anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, that that's that's good. I like that idea. Because yes, and, and I agree with the fact that 
just going through the process of allowing yourself to think about it and put it where it needs to be, you know, mm -hmm. put it in the space it needs to be where it doesn't have to continue to control you and, and to make you feel bad. And, you know, that kind of stuff is, is because some of these situations happened, you know, 20, 30 years ago to these women and, and, um, and they're still, you know, it's still, important enough that they feel that they they wanted to write about it and help somebody else in a similar situation the writers um you know they're anywhere they're from there in their 30s up into their 80s and so we have a variety you know a variety of different age ranges there and um it, it's been and like i said we did these 20 25 different interviews with people and um that we're releasing those right now during you know during the the campaign uh, by the time by the time the show airs they'll all be out there and uh and so people can watch and learn more about particular women you know the chapter writers so do these interviews and, make more sense to have read the chapter on that person first and then watch the interview no, no, okay. no, no, we, you know, some of them will go a little bit more into what they wrote about. Um, and some people just touch on the topic that they wrote about. Uh, you know, we wanted to, we wanted to not just have them talk about their chapter, but also other things as well. And, and, uh, and we were also doing um, these wine and reads, what we call wine and reads, you know, you get a oh, glass yeah. of wine or whatever beverage you'd like. And uh, we have ooh, six to seven authors per session and they come on and they're, they're the featured authors for that evening and they read a little bit from their chapter or they would relay some other type of story that they felt was important. Um, and uh, they talk a little bit and there's a Q and A and um, we had three of those. Those are also going to be, you know, available for people to watch. And then the other thing that we did, which was, I love these. Um, when we introduced, we, we introduced the 25 authors over a period of 10 days. So each day we introduce, you know, oh, there's three more authors. And that was really fun. And the authors didn't know, honestly, who else was in the book. So they were finding out who their their fellow co-writers were um, right along with everybody else. And then uh, when they were introduced, we shared a one minute, approximately one minute inspirational video that the that the author recorded on their phone or, you know, whatever. And it was just, uh, hey, I'm so and so I live in this state and my chapter is in the book. And then they give some words of inspiration, too. And they're all completely different, too. I love that. I, I love the independence of it, too, because I think there would be a risk if, if, if all the authors were giving a list of everyone else who was writing in the book. Some people might find others intimidating. They might edit themselves a little bit, depending on, you know, even subconsciously to say, well, if I know so-and-so is going to be writing, I better make sure what I'm doing is, you know, it, not that they would have uh, embellished the stories, but just maybe the way that they would have spoken would be a, a little bit less like them and more like how they felt they should be perceived. So I love the idea that you didn't tell anybody who else was in it. No, no, I, I really wanted to, to keep it fun. The, um, the only people that knew, so uh, Kimberly and uh, Melissa Farley, they are two chapter writers in this. And they have been, you know, they saw who the people were once we got into it because they've been helping me with all of the promotion and marketing and the big social campaign. I mean, they've been, they've been really, really helpful 
um, and, you know, sharing knowledge and, and experience. And, you know, the three of us are kind of the, the group that's kind of brought this out to the public. So that's oh, sure. been really fun to work with them. Yeah, they're great people, too. And, and they've actually mm-hmm. both been guests on the show before. And they're yes. people I've known for many, many years that I, I really adore. Yes, yes, absolutely. And then we also have a couple uh, social media managers, Molly and Dominique, who ha- have been responsible for putting up all of the, you know, all of the posts and stuff on social media. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more of a Facebook person. Uh, I'm not really I'm not into Instagram and Twitter as much. Uh, but, you know, that's just me. So there's a lot of people that are into that. And uh, so Molly and Dominique have been uh, have been great with posting everywhere. So you got to have that. I mean, I spend <laughs> so much time posting stuff on social media and it, it it's not my favorite thing in the world at all. I mm-hmm. really get confused by Twitter still. If there's a feed that's gone on that I've been tagged in, I still can't figure out what the original post even was. <laughs> you know, it's just so easy yeah. to get lost in there. And Instagram's just a weird kind of thing because you can't post links except for the one in your bio. And I don't know, it's, they're both very strange uh, worlds. Whereas in Facebook, you can just put everything you need in the post. Here's a link. If you're interested, just click on it. It'll take you right there. It's like the most convenient uh, yeah. user experience. But that's yeah. probably because I'm old school. Well, me too. Me too. That That's kind of the, the first social media I was even on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm just not. And, you know, you can just get sucked in to spending so much time on social media. And I don't want to do that by being everywhere and spending all my time, but you know, so and I'm very grateful for people that uh, I'm very grateful for social media managers. They do so much. So, yeah. well, it's one of those things where I'm grateful for social media, but I hate being a part of it at the same time. Like I'm grateful that I can get information out about projects I'm working on. I can check up on my friends but at the same point, there's just so much that can weigh you down if you allow yourself to get caught in that rabbit hole. And it can be very time consuming. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad that, that this is all coming together. And you've got just a wonderful list of people. I see, too, that Lori Love, uh, who was mm-hmm. also a guest on the show, is in here. And of course, I know uh, Eva Lewis, Diana Davis. Uh, you've really picked some amazing people. A lot of names I'm not familiar with. So I'll be curious to learn about them as well. Yes, yes. It's uh, it's quite a group of, of uh, wonderful and amazing women all in their own unique way. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it, it's it's kind of the project. I mean, I thought it would be really cool to do this project, but I had no idea uh, emotionally what it was going to do to me. Not not I mean, just the stories themselves. Every time I would get one in, <laughs> I'm like, wow, uh, that's that's pretty powerful. And that that's going to help somebody. Not only that, but just the, all the interaction that we've had a had a chance to do with these with these authors and mm, how excited they are about the project, as well as how much you know, just how much attention that they're getting from their friends, family, you know, and and followers and stuff like that. It, it's uh, it, it's kind of went a little bit bigger than <laughs> than I was thinking, which is awesome. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Well, that's you know that's what you always hope for, but. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you have Robin Cote in here too, and uh, I've yes. had Robin on the show a couple of times with her mm-hmm. just unbelievable books that she's written. And yes. I was a beta reader for uh, for the second one, and you know I knew what I was getting mm-hmm. into, 
But mm-hmm. even though you know you're getting into what you're getting into when you're actually sitting down and doing it, it's just 10 times more powerful than you expected. She's such a fantastic visual storyteller. And yes. her stories are so intense as they are. Even if she wasn't good at it, you would still be, you know, just all caught up in it. But uh, yeah. I, I was really glad when I saw she was on the list also. Yes, yes. She she was definitely among that 15 that I first started out with. So um, and I saw that she's starting her third book or starting another book now. So I think it's her third one. So it is, that's, yeah, that's I, really cool. I saw that this morning and I just I was just immediately excited. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, because I mm-hmm. she's just not somebody that you can really say, all right, you're done with that. No. Nope. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And um, and and the other thing that was really exciting is that uh, within a few days of I think like one day we were already uh, bestsellers on Amazon, even in the in the pre-order stage. Wow. And and, um, you know, in two different categories that they had. And uh, that 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 was uh that was really surreal. I Kimber love calls that. up, hey, we're best selling. I'm like, what? <laughs> and you know, but Amazon, I mean, they do it in such a weird way that you have to watch it all the time. They don't they don't send you an email saying, Hey, you're on this list. You have to watch it. And those rate those ratings or rankings change every hour. So you're constantly having to watch to to see, you know, where you're at. And, you know, since then, I'm not watching every hour, but but we're up and down. We're in it. We're out of it, you know, as as uh, the books come out. And I guess there's seventy five hundred new books that come out every single day Mm -hmm. on Amazon that that, that are uploaded. Yeah. Crazy nuts. And I mean, they do have some really good tracking devices to kind of give you an idea of where you're at. But I think they are a little limited in their reporting. It would mm-hmm. be nice if you hit like top 10 and they could just auto respond a- an email to you to let you know that you've made the top 10s because that's going to help you promote it more. And right. that's going to give you, you know, ammunition to go to, to, to the public and say, hey, I've got this book out. It just hit the top 10 on Amazon. It's not even out yet and spark people's interest and yes. get an even bigger audience. Like, I just I just think that we're so close on things we could do, but we're really mm-hmm. not 100 percent there on what we actually do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that would be helpful. <laughs> we just recently found out um, with my other podcast, it's part of a, a deep dive podcast network for music shows. Uh, we mm-hmm. found out that on iTunes, when you go to read the uh, reviews that people leave, like the the, the star ratings and, and the actual written reviews, you only get the reviews for North America. We had no um, idea that there are mm. all these other regions. So you have to go into the website. You have to keep changing the country code to see if people have left ratings or reviews. And so we've been on the show, like apologizing to people going, Hey, you left me this review a year ago. We had no idea. We just Uh, found out about this. I'm like, why would you even do that? Why wouldn't they all be merged into one place? So it does get very frustrating when you're dealing with those mass sites that are so detrimental to getting the word out. But again, it could be a much better partnership. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that for sure. Now, I wanna, it, it, uh, oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to change topic. So no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say, I, I want to point out that while this is a book that is authored by 25 women, um, I think that just from what I've seen so far, and like you said, I've not read the book. It hasn't come out yet, but I would think that this would be an equally powerful and important book for men to read. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, 
and for probably a few different reasons. One being that it allows them to uh, to understand the type of situations that these particular women are in. And they probably know other women that have been in the, you know, similar situations or on similar, similar journeys. You know, they may have a spouse that's, you know, unhappy in her job and she's trying to figure out how can I, you know, how can I do the thing that I want to do and not be caught up in just, you know, corporate America or you know, whatever it is. And, um, and so I think it will give them some insight into the women in their lives uh, about about some of these topics. Um, and then there are other things that the men can be. I mean, these not all of them are exclusive to just women's situations. Sure. So it could be, you know, especially some of the health situations, um, you know, that can happen to anybody. And so, um, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely I definitely think that that men could enjoy the book and uh, could could pick up a few things as well. Yeah, it would seem like it. I mean, I would imagine that there's things that people that they know or maybe their partners have or are currently experiencing that they're just not able to communicate. And maybe mm -hmm. this will uh, open up some doors to to hopefully be able to reach out and say, hey, I just read about this. It seems like you're kind of going through something like that. Do you want to talk? And just opening up that dialogue that people are so afraid to have. Yes, yes. Uh, I I would love I would love to hear once the book you know is out there. Um, I would love to hear back from men uh, to see what what they thought of the book and and if it was useful in that way for sure. Yeah, I I have to imagine that it will be for people that are open enough to understand and, and accept what they're reading, because I think a lot of times we we tend to worry about we might have done this to somebody or we might have put somebody in a bad position and we kind of close ourselves off to it. We're so afraid to be honest with ourselves these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some people some people are really good at it, though. Some people, uh, you know, are, like Robin is Robin is a really good example um, you know, putting it out there and, um, and she is probably one of the strongest women and she has, she's not afraid to do that. Uh, and, and, uh, and I admire that. I probably need to be a little bit more like her. Um, and so I think it encourages people to take the steps that they need, you know, even if it's not putting out publicly, but at least talking to somebody, um, you talking to somebody else, whether it be, you know, a friend or a significant other or whatever, in fact, this actually this came up a few times on these interviews that we did is is that the women were very much like I was afraid to say anything to anybody or there was nobody to say anything to. Uh, and so the healing, it, it's hard to heal when nobody else knows and it's just you. Um, and so it's reaching out to other people is really, really important. That I think is one of the biggest challenges in our society today. And I think Personally, I think social media has made it worse because mm. it's too easy to just say, hey, could 10 of my friends repost the suicide hotline so people know someone's listening? That's not really, to me, going to do a whole lot. That's just saying, hey, I did my part. I feel better about myself. I can move on with my day guilt-free. Mm. Because what yeah. I noticed is when people say things like, if you ever need anything, I'll be there for you. And then when someone's going through a tough time and they do reach out, it's, oh, yeah, well, I hope I hope things get better. Anyway, I got to get back to my pot roast. And they're not there. They're not <laughs> present and, and really helping like they said they would. And I think that's part of what causes people to be afraid to reach out. 
A, it's hard enough to just open up and say, I'm going through something and I need help. But, mm-hmm. but B, to be afraid that you're more of a burden and you're going to cause a rift in a friendship because you, you're trying to reach out, that's worse to me. And I see so much of that these days that I think the, that's one of the biggest issues that needs to be overcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think that, um, I mean, and there's always going to be people, there's always going to be people that are uh, not going to get close during those situations. Not every, and, and you don't want everybody getting close during those situations. You know, you, you want trusted people that are willing to step in and to say, and, and I think that there's, I, I think in our in our lives, you know, there's there's maybe a handful of people, uh, if if we're lucky, um, that will actually do that. Will actually step in, and they're and they're like, no, I'm okay. And I was like, no, you're not okay. And you know, and I I want to do something for you, and you know, or this is what I'm going to do for you, and and um, you know, so gosh we're blessed if we have people that will, that will step in to do that. I mean, you could have a million friends out there, but, but there might be one or two that will do that. Very true. Well, I love that what you're doing is you're really opening up the dialogue with a book like this. You're, you're letting people know that, Hey, we're all real. People go through situations and it's okay to go through situations. Here's Mm -hmm. maybe a way that you can work yourself past that situation, or here's a way to deal with it while it's going on until you can move past it. I, I just love that because I think that's what we need so much more of right now. And I can't wait to read these stories as difficult as some of them might be to read. I I want to read every one of them. <laughs> well, good. Uh, hopefully everybody <laughs> else does too. <laughs> okay. I, I they, hope so. they'll, they'll be inspired by these women. These women are, uh, it's just, it's just so wonderful that they were so honest uh, in, in what they were sharing. And um it, it, I'm, I'm excited to get the get the stories out there ever after, you know, talking with it, talking about it for so long. I'm like, let's just get the book out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's us anyway, though. I mean, we want to get a project as soon as we think of it. We want to get it out there to the public so they can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, last question for you. I noticed that your name is not on the list. Did you not write a story yourself? Uh, I wrote a preface. Okay. I did not write a chapter. I went back and forth if I was going to write a chapter. and. Uh, I didn't because I wanted to leave the focus on these 25 women. And I I just, you know, so I wrote a preface, uh, you know, just to kind of highlight some, some, some different things. So nope, I, I did not do a chapter. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, sometimes you, you just need to focus on spearheading the project and keeping it organized and making sure everything's flowing right. So you can release it on time. And that could be a very serious distraction if you're like, okay, but I got to write a chapter two and you get distracted with, you know, going through those things to make that happen. So I, I was just curious if you had considered it or not. Well, I had considered it. And I, and like I said, I went back and forth and I finally just said, no, I think 25 is a good number. And I want to keep the focus on, on them and not as much on me. I'm I, I'm glad you put this book into existence. I'm sure that the 25 authors that you have are are people whose lives are more enriched just just for even getting their story out of their system because that in mm-hmm. itself is very th- therapeutic. But uh, today is release day, so congratulations to all of you guys. The links are in the Thank show you. notes, guys. Please click on them. Go check it out. Uh, one other thing, while I'm thinking about it, I don't know mm-hmm. logistically how well this would work out or if it would be even reasonable. Because if one person can't do it, it might not work. But have you thought about doing a, an audio version of this? 
Yeah. Somebody asked that in one of our wine and reads and, and I'm, I put my hands together and rubbed them and I'm like, I really, really want to. Uh, I, I really want to put together an audio version because I consume, I, you and I may have talked about this before on the last one, but um, that's how I consume most of my books. That's how mm-hmm. I read most of my books is through audio because it just works for me. And uh, so that's the first thing I thought of is like doing it would be so fun to have an audio version of this and have each each of the writers actually read their chapter or, you know, or they could have somebody else do it. That would be fine. Um, it's and uh, so that is definitely the goal. So I just need to see how to make this work across eight different states. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, it's a little <laughs> being somebody who's recorded and directed audiobooks remotely, I can probably help you with that. Uh, good to know. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's not that difficult of a of a task. It's more scheduling usually becomes the problem because people just think that they're going to sit down and read it, and it's going to be very simple. And it's usually not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it's actually not easy to read uh, aloud, especially when you're putting your own story into your own voice, and those things are hitting your memory. You're getting those visuals while you're trying to tell it, and you're going to probably get caught up in a little more emotion stumble mm-hmm. on your read a little bit. So it's it just takes somebody to, you know, kind of be there to support that uh, while they're going through that process. And you can remote into their computer and, and do all the starting and stopping of, of the recorder. Uh, it's really easy to do these days. So yeah, when you guys get to that point, let mm. me know and I'll help you out however I can. Okay, that would I'll, I'll take you up on that. Thank you very much. My my <laughs> pleasure. Well, thank you so much, Diane, for putting this out there. I love that you came up with the, with this idea and that you followed through on it and that you're touching the lives of the people that are in the book and all these people that are going to be affected that are going to read it, because I think this is going to be uh, something that a lot of people are going to be affected in a very positive way by. So thank you for once again, doing something that makes the world a better place. Oh, well, thank you, Scott. And it was, uh, it was a pleasure talking with you. And uh, I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the the kind words and uh, we're hoping, you know, hoping for the best with this from us for you. And uh, that that's really what it is. It's, it's a it's a gift from us for the people reading. So thank you for the time. Thank you, Diane. Now, I know about another project you're working on, and I hope that you'll come back and see us when that one's ready to go. Oh, the the novel, yes. <laughs> the trilogy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That one's going to come out later this year. I had to put that one on hold <laughs> to get this other one out. But, oh, perfect. Uh, but absolutely, like, right. absolutely. Well, well, I still have a few episodes to go on this show yet, so I, I've only hit the <laughs> just past the middle mark. So there's, oh, there's plenty goodness. of time. Well, uh, you're you're doing a great job with it. Thank you, Diane. You take care and come back and visit us again. And good luck with this. I will do. Thank you so much, Scott. Thank you. Well, if you haven't already clicked on and purchased the book while you've been listening to the show, uh, maybe it's because you're listening in your car. So as soon as you get to a state, a safe destination, go down into the show notes and make sure that you click the link to uh, purchase the book. Also, uh, you know, as I mentioned uh, before, some of the podcast outlets I've noticed do not post the show notes. Uh, for the life of me, I cannot find the show notes on, on a couple of the, uh, the different apps. So uh, if you're having a hard time finding them, if you can't find the link to the book yourself, then write me at scott at scotthaskin.com and I'll get that right out to you. Thank you guys for listening and we'll be back next week with another show. Cheers. Cheers.